Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Bart. And welcome back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was gone for nine days. Thank you. Yeah. Glad to have you back. Did yeah. you have a nice vacation? I did. I did. It's hard being away that lo long. Um, but, uh, yeah, happy to be back and uh, plenty of pictures to show for it. So, yeah, it was a great time. Thank you. Nice. Uh, we're going to have vacation land weather here in Jackson again today. 67 degrees right now, mostly sunny, high 82. Absolutely perfect. Uh, I think we've had a great summer so far. We have had a great summer. We have. Um, the one thing that I enjoyed uh, out west was the lack of humidity. Um, so I really felt that a lot yesterday, the humidity. But we don't have any wildfires here, so I will continue to reside in Jackson. Yes, uh, lower humidity today after the uh, storms moving through last night. Uh, some tornado warnings north of Lansing, but we don't have any reports of damage. You are still seeing the uh, forest fires in Yosemite, and it seems like they're getting worse. You it just does. missed them. You saw all the smoke. Yeah, so uh, where we were was probably 20 miles <clears throat> from the start of the fire where they're at now. Um, yeah, it's amazing. But when you're at this space, you, you're thinking there's no way in hell anyone's going to be able to put this out, you know? I mean, it's just the land is so large, and uh, but they know what they're doing a little bit. It's, it's crazy. I've been watching some of the um, fire techniques, and uh, it's just amazing, really. But all that work going into trying to save some of the property, there's just no water in California. Yeah. So it's just going to continue to happen and happen and happen. It's a 20-year drought, you know? So... It's an industry, fighting fires. It the is. The whole industry. In, well, everywhere, but in California. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing, really. Um, but beautiful place. I highly recommend it to, uh, to you. As they say, a nice place to visit, but you wouldn't want to live there. Exactly. Exactly. You definitely would not. Hey, let's talk about the county jail. Mm -hmm. You want to? Uh, we need a new one, according to the county and the sheriff's department. So, yeah, we, we do, for sure. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at the, the old one on Wesley Street, it is, it's, it's irreparable. Mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy. It's Holes a, in the floor? It's just, uh, you know, it, it got its use, but um, it's not, it's not going to be able to be redone or remodeled at a, uh, a price that would fit anything. So there's going to be something on the ballot, and uh, taxpayers are going to have to decide if they want a new jail and uh, really the conditions of the the old jail we got to go in on a tour with uh, Sheriff Schutte and under Sheriff Simpson and uh, some other folks it's so nasty in there um, and people say well it should be it's jail <laughs> well you also have to understand that um, it's nasty work environment for where um, the patrol or certain patrol officers or intake officers work inside the jail. So it's also horrible conditions for uh, employees as well. And it's not, um, it's not the safest as far as where you're housing uh, inmates that are going to, going to be in court the next day and things like that. There's just so many logistical things. But at the end of the day, it's going to cost money, and the county is going to have to convince the taxpayers of why uh, we need this jail. And it's one of those things was like, jail, I don't want to spend any money on a jail. Um, but if you want to continue to have a, uh, 
a nice town to live in, which I think we do, I think it's something that our taxpayers are going to really need to take a look at. Um, and we don't know exactly what that uh, mill will be. I think it'll be around one mill. Um, but I think we lose a mill, or lose a half mill, so it'll be a half mill increase uh, maybe for the next 20 years. So what that math is, I don't know. Um, but there'll be more to come on that. We will actually have a lot on the ballot this year, both in the August primary and in November. And I encourage people to get your ballot in advance because there will be a lot of, uh, in uh -huh. Jackson County, there's about a there will be about a dozen um, bond ballot uh, millage uh, proposals. Depending on where you live, you won't have them all. Uh -huh. But it will be a crowded ballot, both in the uh, primary and in the general election. Uh, including some new ballot proposals uh, statewide that uh, enough signatures apparently were submitted by deadline yesterday, but they do have to be uh, validated before we know if these issues will get on the ballot, so more to come. Yeah, more to come, but uh, you'll, uh, you'll want to look into that for sure, because uh, every vote counts. Hey, gas is lower. It keeps going down. Oh my gosh, it's, it's almost free. <laughs> um, I, I had a uh, foreign rental car I put regular in. Is that okay? What? No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. I actually just didn't put gas in it and they charged me at the end. So Michigan is down about 42 cents per gallon since the peak mid-June, which uh, still is a lot of money that we're paying at the pump. Are we kind of getting used to it? Brandon, are you getting used to it? No. No. <laughs> I look away when I pump. The gas. You what? I look away. Oh. I don't want to know what's going in. And I haven't, are you like me, Brandon? You haven't filled up in a while? Like, I don't, I can't fill up. I cannot fill. Wait for the deal. Like, you're gambling for the right <laughs> deal to fill up. Yeah. I have yet to find that. I just, I get to a certain point and I'm like, that's enough. That's just <laughs> enough money for this tank. I don't need to go that far anyways. But, yeah, it's lower, so that's great. Yeah, it's continuing to drop. As we said, it was going to do predicted. What Gas is uh, 48 cents lower in Florida though, so they're doing better than us. Still, it's not cheap enough to drive there to fill up. No, it is, it is definitely not. Uh, today, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, that is the kids movie at the Michigan Theater this week. Showtime's at 11 and 2. Last night, the Vandercook Lake School Board accepted the resignation of Superintendent Scott Leach. Uh, it had been uh, anticipated for uh, a couple of weeks at least. The school board has already put out uh, advertisements for a new superintendent they hope to have on board by end of October. Uh, it's a long process. And listen, that's a tough job. That's a tough district. Mm -hmm. Let's not sugarcoat it. It's a very, very uh, difficult job over there. And. Um, you know, they're going to have to really vet some candidates who want, they really need someone who, you know, it's hard to get someone to be there for a long time, but you really need to find that person that's going to be a part of that community, I think, for, a, for hopefully a little mm -hmm. bit of a longer time and um, really kind of develop some new roots in that, in that district. They had, um, you know, a history of long-serving superintendents, uh, yeah. Burdett Andrews, um, Tony Hollow. That's right. Uh, so, um, those days, uh, of course, are long gone, but mm -hmm. with the ad for a new superintendent, they've even listed a uh, salary range, which tops out at 125000 yeah. So there are uh, 
school districts paying a lot more for superintendents, for sure. so it might be. I think you will see, um, I think you'll see uh, someone local get the job, and I think it'll be uh, someone that is in administration at uh, either, uh, at probably one of our area schools. It's just my gut feeling is uh, you're going to get someone local mm -hmm. um, who knows a little bit more about the area and uh, probably will we'll hopefully do a better job. So yeah. let's see what happens. Neat to see a, a Jayhawk uh, get yeah, that well, job. Renee Rudloff, principal, is serving as interim superintendent. How about uh, Stephen Tucker? Steve Tucker. Steve Tucker, Steve well, Tucker should apply, you know? He's Steve Tucker, he turned 68 uh, over the weekend, and I think he um, is looking at winding down. Okay, well, yeah. you never know. He could be talked yeah. into uh, things. Hey, the job market is... Uh, is hot. Um, I was in San Francisco and I saw In-N-Out Burger hiring at, what do you think, an hour? Uh, $14. 23 No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but here's the problem. This was downtown San Francisco and they weren't open uh, because w the, where do the employees park? Uh, where There's do they nowhere live? to park. Where do, where do the employees live? I always wonder <laughs> when I'm placed, uh, where do all these people work? Uh, where do they live? They live 25 miles away from the in and out I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't know where anyone would park at half of these places I saw. So I think that's part of the problem. Um, despite offering $23 an hour in and out Burger, still did not have enough staff to be open. Mm -hmm. So they had about 10 people in there just with a sign closed on the door. Happened to me yesterday. I was in Grand Rapids and there are restaurants that are closed because of staffing. And there's a new uh, way that they uh, say they are closed because of no staffing. They, they put a sign on the door, we are closed for an employee training event. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's very good. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about some jobs uh, locally. U.S. Staffing, they have a uh, summer job fair. And I uh, want to tell you a little bit about that. They're hosting it at their Jackson location, July 12th, 12 to 5, and that is today, hiring for multiple positions at multiple companies. They're gonna have prizes, giveaways, hot dogs, refreshments, and games, and they'll be giving away a stocked cooler gas card and be eligible to win, or enter to win the summer 10K giveaway. It's gonna be the coolest job for the summer. Don't miss it, 707 North Wisner Street. So uh, check, check them out today. Yesterday was 7-Eleven, 22, 7-11 day. I think you could get a free Slurpee at 7-Eleven. Uh, today, um, you can prepare for tomorrow, which is National French Fry Day, and McDonald's is giving uh, free orders of uh, large fries. Really? But you have to do it through the app, so ah. sign up for the app. And today is um, National Paper Bag Day. The paper bag was invented on this day in 1859, uh, actually the day that um, William Goodall obtained a patent for his machine that makes paper bags. Wow. So, I, paper or plastic? I don't know what the right answer is anymore. I'm confused. Paper. I don't know what to do. Uh, uh, so, there was some history yesterday. I think it was uh, 1955 yesterday that uh, In God We Trust was put on the U.S. currency. Hmm. Now, it was actually put on coins in the Civil War where it... Uh, First made its way, but uh, yeah, so still on, uh, still on the currency today, seventy some years later. Wow! You know what else happened on Seven Eleven Day in Southern California? More than a dozen Seven Elevens were were held up. Yeah, that's what happened. I almost <laughs> went to a Seven Eleven in Stockton, California, 
and I got back on the highway and went further hmm. uh, because it didn't look savory. I was in Grand Rapids because um, we went to the Doobie Brothers oh, on cool. Sunday night. Really? Yeah, <laughs> at Van Andel Arena, and these were tickets that were purchased for me from my wife for a Christmas present uh, two and a half years ago. You folks have a nice time. The thing got canceled, and then uh, I got rescheduled, and then it got canceled again, and then I finally got rescheduled. Journey? Is this Journey? No, this is the Doobie <laughs> Brothers. No, I'm kidding. It's Michael McDonald on the right. No, it was unbelievable. Michael McDonald? Shop. I didn't know the names of these people. He's, he's well known. Yeah I've, yeah, I've heard the name. I didn't know he was a part of the Doobie <laughs> Brothers. I had the cassette tape of uh, their greatest hits. It was a double, double tape. So, uh, Did you see ex-JTV producer Austin Bell there? <laughs> the no, guys wanted no. Him. Actually, okay. yeah, he was supposed to go, wasn't he? He was supposed to go. I saw the Cavenders there. Really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Very good, very good. Hey, today's show is brought to you by Heather Herndon. Heather is reminding us to love living in Jackson like she does. And today, how about a great day for Frosty Boy. Frosty Boy in Vandercook Lake. I would like to get that right now. Mm. Thanks to Heather for uh, reminding us all of the, the great places that Jackson has to offer. And that's why... We love living here, presented by Heather Herndon and the Herndon team. The um, legislature is on vacation now for the rest of the summer. The rest of the summer, state legislature. Uh, I missed, unfortunately I didn't, because uh, we had family from Florida visiting over the weekend, so I didn't get to a uh, traffic jam, but mm. it was a huge success. Uh, some great acts, including the legendary Herbie Ross. Would you like to hear a little of them? Let's him? do it. Here he is from the Traffic Jamming. Fuck too many of you dead. 
It was sunny, it was rainy, it was sunny, it was rainy. Uh, we're going to have great weather for uh, food truck. We have a food truck fair, uh, the food truck festival actually at Keeley Park on Thursday. They have assembled about uh, 16 food trucks. I'm gonna be there. Free admission and the last time they did this, you had to drive in and drive out. They're gonna have a picnic table set mm -hmm. up. Uh, it's gonna be a blast. And uh, so Thursday, we'll see you Thursday for dinner, food truck festival at Keeley Park. Yeah, it should be great. There'll be some locals, but there'll also be some uh, food trucks from out of town. So it should be fun. Our show today is also brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furnishings, now in their third generation of being family owned and operated. Thanks to Vermeulen's for helping us bring you today's show. And coming up first, we have Kyle Lichty from Gus Macker Jackson after this break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. Today's show is brought to you by The Kilted Farmer. Shop thekiltedfarmer.com for all of your local produce, pantry fillers, fresh baked goods, butcher cuts, garden plants, artisan craft goods, and more. Every 10 orders is nine less vehicles on the road and an average time savings or two or more hours of your time per week. How about that? KiltedFarmer.com. Amazing. Joining us now from Gusmacker Jackson, Kyle Lichty. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning. Thanks hey, for having Kyle. me back. It's coming up. Yeah, we're about, uh, so next week is event week and the registration deadline, uh, well, final, final, final deadline was last night. So now we can actually, now we know what we're working with in terms of teams and can move on to deliver a pretty awesome yeah. event. Now you extended that deadline a little bit. Did that end up paying off for you guys? Yeah, so it's, it's interesting. And this goes for, you know, all the events in Jackson. It's like people kind of wait to see what the weather's looking like and how their summers are shaping up. So we were at about 140 teams a week ago um, today and you know, we're, we're cool with that it would, yeah. it would have been lower than 2021 but in the past seven days we jumped and actually got to 199 it's crazy so <laughs> we're actually bigger than last year by approximately a hundred players oh wow so, and that's not uh, the growth. trend in uh in in the macker community right now is it kyle yeah so we've talked to some other tournaments and there has been a dip this year one of the big reasons um we were lucky to be able to host the Jackson tournament uh, last summer. We were one of the few that happened. So with that, we, we built off that momentum and were able to grow while others had that two year no-go due to uh, impacts of the pandemic. And we think, you know, it's just kind of hard to rebuild a base when being gone for so long. So we're very happy that we're not just happening this year, but we're up about 20% in terms of teams. Did you decide, Andy, you're, you're going to play in this or not? No, I, I'm not. I uh, I hurt my back sleeping recently, <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, I don't think I can. I don't. I cannot do that. I used to be able to do that, Kyle, as you know. And yep. I just, you know, mm -hmm. I'm 40 now, not 16 or 17. But I'm looking forward to watching these these kids out there. 
It's, yeah, uh, it's a great time. It's super interesting. So, I mean, to, we don't really talk about the participation figures, but now we actually have the data of who's coming. So about 24% of the teams are uh, girls or female okay. overall. That was about 18% last year. So we did see a surge in uh, youth girl participation. But also when we look at the skill profiles, <laughs> there's about 30 players that scored... Um, competitive college level all the way to professional level. Mm -hmm. So we have about eight players coming from Division One, if not semi-pro and pro teams. See, so that's, I'm that's a, fascinated to see and who that's, shows up. That's exactly why I didn't sign up, because I would get hurt. I would have thought that I could be in the top men's division still, and then Kyle would have to call an ambulance for me. So there are going to be some name players here? There always gonna, is. There's yeah. going to be some... Uh, there's going to be some talent coming to town. And I don't know necessarily who that is. I can just see how people scored on their yeah. the background. And the fact that we have, we have that many semi-pro players come in. We think uh, with our dunk contest, we're actually the highest paying dunk contest in the nation. We have a $1,000 first prize. This year we're adding a, a $500 second prize. So with that, you know, chatter gets out there. Yeah. And you get this generation of Basil Hamptons coming to town just to you know, play and win some money. Yeah. I'm so. ready to see the next Basil Hampton come to town because when Basil <laughs> was in his prime, he was touring touring the country, winning every dunk contest. Absolutely. And uh, just putting on a show and, and really became a, uh, a celebrity and uh, an icon through that. So we're waiting for the next next uh, Basil to come through, right? Yeah, so should be some high flyers this year. Pretty excited. You actually competed against Basil. No, I competed against uh, Basil's brother, Lee. Oh, Lee. Yeah. Yeah, Lee won, believe it or not. <laughs> Besides uh, the basketball, so for the people that are playing and their mm -hmm. families and friends, what are their, uh, what are the things for people to come down and, and do and see? Yeah, so on Friday the 22nd, registration begins about 4 o'clock. Uh, we're moving everything to the symphony this year. So within the symphony, that's where registration is, but we also have a full-on retail store of macro apparel, and going to be nice that you can escape the heat yeah. uh, to drop in there. So when registration's going on about 5.30 that night, we're going to kick off the Heroes Tournament with emergency responders, um, police, medical professionals from the area. That's really the only thing. And we have live music in the park um, with Vic McDermott, uh, Darren Boris, and the Tuckers Friday night as well. Then on Saturday, uh, basically jam-packed three-point contest, free-throw contest. We have a three-on-three -three mascot game scheduled um, oh, cool. with <laughs> mascots from the Tigers, the Mud Hens, Western Michigan, Adrian College, Jack, um, the Macraman Ball. In the outfits? In the outfits. Oh, so we'll have man. that game. You know what that's going to be oh, like. Oh, yeah, it's going to be wild. <laughs> so that'll lead into the dunk contest. And okay. then basically after that, you know, just food trucks, supporting the local businesses, um, being out and active downtown is really the big. I think Jack the Elephant's going to have an edge with his trunk. Yeah, maybe some, <laughs> some fouls. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the, there's an opportunity uh, for officials, because you need officials, and um, you sign up, it's not that bad. It's a pretty good uh, payday, isn't it? Yeah, so going back on <laughs> how we try to do things, we're actually the highest paying in the nation for officials. Okay. So we pay 350 for the weekend, uh, plus all the referees get a backpack cooler that's gonna be stuffed with goods throughout the weekend, um, t-shirts, swag, other stuff like that, meals are provided. Um, but with that, you know, we 
especially for the divisions 12 and up, we want to have registered officials in mm -hmm. every court. If we have to, you know, we'll take on experienced basketball players for the younger divisions sure. um, where double dribbles are still, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. the main issue. Um, but with that, uh, we are looking for about 22 to 25 officials in total, and we have yeah. 20 registered right now. Nice. And it's not a, uh, you know, it's not a full court game. It's, right. uh, you, uh, you get a nice spot to ref from, really. Exactly. And uh, we could use all the uh, good referees we, we can have down here, that's for sure. Absolutely. A thankless job. It is. It absolutely is. No matter what anyone says, it's yeah. a thankless not job. Not going to make it sound, you know, like... <laughs> Uh, lush position, even though there's money. I mean, it, it's it's tough, especially the 13 yeah. to 14 year old girl division. I notice is the most challenging. Um, parents are yeah, a little bananas. So yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I'm right in that wheelhouse. <laughs> We've got uh, some sponsors helping to bring us to the community once again. Yeah, so County National Bank, Art Main Auto Group, and Henry Ford Health are our three presenting sponsors this year. Um, you know, after working with them for a few years, it's just exciting to see the continued interest and support of the event. And at the end of the day, we have over 40 sponsors uh, supporting this. And one thing that's good to know, we don't make, well, we make money, but we don't keep the money. So all the money that we get after it covers the expenses goes back to the volunteer groups and some nonprofits. So awesome. end of the day, we wanna make sure there's enough money coming in to pay the bills and all access beyond what we keep to pay like the down payment for next year, we then send back out at the end. So awesome. it's kind of cool. Awesome, well, we're looking forward to it. And uh, for more information, you can check out the uh, Gus Macker website. And Kyle, we look forward to seeing uh, maybe some new basketball shoes out of you for uh, Macker weekend. <laughs> I'll make it happen. All right, <laughs> Kyle Lichty from Gus Macker Jackson. More of the morning show after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the show. It is time to head over to Jackson Public Schools for Believe the Hype. This week's guest is Christy Dillon, parent liaison. Good morning. My name is Christian Eddy. I am the Assistant Superintendent of Communications at Jackson Public Schools, and today I'm here with Parent Liaison Christy Dillon. Hi, Christy. Hi. So, Christy Dillon not only is our Parent Liaison, but a longtime parent and supporter of JPS. When did you start your journey with JPS? Um, so it's been a while. My son is uh, who I initially, our firstborn, AJ, he is actually a sophomore at Michigan State University. So obviously I'm an alumni and I came here and um, graduated in the class of 1995 along with my husband. Um, 
I joke that we were barely high school sweethearts. <laughs> but um, so we have two sons, and AJ is when I first started getting involved um, because my mom wasn't able to do the PTO, the mom type things, um, because she was a working mom, and um, my dad worked as well. So I knew when I had kids that my goal was to be that mom that was going to be there at schools and um, volunteer as much as I could. Unfortunately, um, I was able to do that. So uh, when AJ became a kindergartner at Sharp Park, um, that's when I became involved. I became a PTO president, and um, that kind of started my journey here at JPS. So when you talk to your kids, what is their favorite experiences at Parkside? Um, I feel like with AJ, he, um, I think too, as a fifth grader and coming in as a sixth grader, and I hear this currently with our fifth grade tours that we've been doing, is they're so anxious to meet new students, right? So some, especially. To this day, AJ has some of the best friends that he met due to some of the inflowing of the other of their other elementaries. So, as a parent liaison, what do you say to parents who are worried, or what advice would you give to a parent who's on their way to come into Parkside with their student, and they're not going to have the opportunity to be a parent liaison or a cushion right. inside the school for them, but they are worried about the size of Parkside right. or you know those kind of things? What, what's the what are some advice things that you give them? Yeah, so I feel like um, you know. Number one, we always offer parents to come in and tour as well. You know, we offer private tours if that would make them feel comfortable. Um, I feel like we have great opportunities. Um, I I like to tell our parents that um, you know, please don't listen to rumors that might be out there. Please come and experience it. Um, what can we do to to make you feel more comfortable about the situation um, or things like that? So, and I know we've done quite a bit of renovation here at, mm -hmm. at the park site as well. So it's definitely something to come and visit. Absolutely. Um, so now you've finished with you know your Parkside experience mm -hmm. with your kids and they're on their way to the high school. What experiences have you had that made your kids feel comfortable moving into the high school and, and some um, opportunities that are there? Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I joke because, you know, like I said, we graduated in 95. My husband has been a football coach since 1995. So our kids have been a part of JPS since they were born. I mean, three weeks after AJ and Brady were both born. They both were born in August. They were on the football field, you know, <laughs> getting the experience Early Vikings. of Vikings. Yeah. So um, as part of the experience that you've had with JPS being a parent liaison and a parent, if I were an incoming parent and said that, uh, you know what, I, I have concerns, do you sit down and talk with them? Do you spend time with them? Can they get in touch with you if they have questions and just sit down and talk with you? Yes, absolutely. I encourage that. Um, you know, I send a monthly newsletter out. Um, um, uh, our information is located on the website. I always encourage parents. Um, I don't want to only hear about the positive things. If you have concerns, please let me know. I mean, I think that's really what is the basis of JPS in so many ways is the relationships that we yes. make and that, you know, we want parents to feel comfortable making mm -hmm. relationships with those that they feel comfortable with because mm -hmm. the school experience is a long journey it's, you know when you yep. start 12 years of your life with the school there are so many things that will happen over time I know with my own kids it you know one day it could be great and the next day you could be having issues and it just depends on the time and I think having a parent liaison which you know was not around when my kids were going right. through school yep. um, is is a great resource and I you know I, I see you around the district everywhere right mm -hmm. and I never not know where you are <laughs> and and I think that that's really important for you know the public to know that JPS recognizes that that the school experience is is different for everybody and that having someone who has had the experience in mm -hmm. many different ways but also has been here a long time to help 
parents go through it. So I think you're a very huge asset to JPS, and yes. we certainly are appreciative <laughs> that you have sent your kids here. I can't wait yeah. till your grandkids come here, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you'll still be here. So yeah. now your your second son, how where is he at in the yes. process? He, so he's a junior. So he's um, at Jackson High as a junior, and um, so getting you know ready for that senior year pretty soon. So wow. I mean, I just wanted to touch on another thing that you were a big part of with starting with Casey Kretzinger, and mm -hmm. that really was the community closet. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of want to get an idea on, on what, what was the thinking behind that and where did that come from? Yeah, so Casey Kretzinger, who's one of my dear friends, came to me um, with some thoughts. Um, you know, we were, were, she was noticing and we were all noticing, you know, things like where students were maybe hungry or lacked some toiletries or clothing needs. And so, um, we kind of talked and um, she put a proposal together. We went to the principal and just said, you know, hey, these are some ideas that we have. Um, is this possible? Looked at, you know, some research and, um, you know, after that, we got the go ahead and it just kind of flew from there. Casey was wonderful. We, um, you know, uh, along with Compassionate Ministries, um, they supply our food shipments um, once a month um, so that we are able to have food backpacks weekly here um, at the high school. So when Casey moved on from here, um, April Herbert helped, started helping me here at the community closet. And then Casey moved on to the high school and created the Jackson High community closet with Candace um, DeCourt there. So it's nice, they run theirs a little bit differently. Um, kids are able to come in and, and they don't necessarily send backpacks home, but the same, um, options, opportunities are there for them to give food, have food available for students, um, toiletries, um, school supplies, things like that. So. And I know that we also did with the community support and, and a, a lot of folks who were partners with this with, was the laundry initiative yes. that really started here at Parkside yeah. where we recognized a need for students who may not have clean clothes yeah. or just simply that life happens in the middle of a school day and it yep. doesn't really matter how old you are, all of us have that, right? Yes. And so as adults we're able to go home and change our shirt yeah. or we remember to bring a shirt but that you know every school in Jackson Public Schools has a, mm -hmm. a washer and dryer yeah. available for um, adults to use yes. to assist kids in, in helping that and it does help with the donations as well that come in um, so are you looking for donations for the community closets for here and the high school I know that common things that we are always in need of our toiletries you right. know toiletries are an ongoing thing um, so deodorants toothpaste toothbrushes um, uh, hair uh, shampoo conditioner um, soap and then a common thing that we tend to need are um, leggings um, sweatpants because those can kind of you can stretch the sizes of those a little right. bit versus having like a set a pair of jeans things like that so hoodies um, I think those are common things that both schools are always in need of um, but we both have Facebook pages so there's a the Parkside Community Closet Facebook page as well as the Jackson High Community Closet so anytime that there are specific needs um, usually we post on those sites to let people know and I do want to say that the initiative that started here at Parkside mm -hmm. with you and Casey carried on throughout the district and so mm -hmm. um, you know we do have community closets at every yep. one of our schools and you know and you're right I mean it's all toiletries from shampoo mm -hmm. to feminine products to whatever exactly. the kids need yep. because we recognize I mean we've all been in school at those ages mm -hmm. and I kind of wish that stuff existed when I was yes. around too yep. you know so I think it's really important that you know one of the things that I know about JPS that I've also seen our schools do is that we wrap ourselves around the community yeah, you know so we understand the need is greater than books mm -hmm. and academics and that mm -hmm. there is a lot of social and emotional needs that are met and having a parent liaison in the district it, is the biggest asset that mm -hmm. I think we have. And so um, if you were today just to encourage people to uh, enroll at JPS mm -hmm. and volunteer, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts about that. Yes, I mean, you know, I think we can't stress enough 
um, parent involvement, adult involvement, right, um, is so important. And I feel like a lot of people tend to drop off um, with parent involvement when you get to the middle school and the high schools. And we try to say, no, that's when you really want to kind of be involved, you know. Um, there are ways to be involved where you're not necessarily in your student's classroom. You know, I know as they are older, it's not like they want you there at the classroom party. You know, those things are not happening here at this level. But there are ways, dance chaperones, um, you know, uh, popping popcorn so you're not even there by your student. Um, we like to have lunch supervisors, um, but a big one at the high school too is just chaperoning and um, so there are so many opportunities there's opportunities even if you don't um, we have families that fill out questionnaires usually and um, at the beginning of the school year and we and we have different items of how they might like to volunteer and some of them are you know maybe you want to just make a treat for it to put in the, the mailbox so we have families that we know are like nope I can't come to a meeting I can't come in the classroom but if you need something for a breakfast or something I'm there right. I will make something I'll send something in so we have all types of volunteers and um, we always encourage encourage them to be involved. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that for sure that JPS wants our parents mm -hmm. to feel open and welcome to come here yes. at any time to do what it is that they feel is comfortable for them to be a part of. I mean yep. many parents don't want to deal with other kids you know that they might have to supervise mm -hmm. but they might enjoy do some of those other jobs so mm -hmm. um, and now that COVID has you know, relaxed. Yep. We are certainly wide open for activities and everything yep. else. And so um, that's really an, an important piece of JPS mm -hmm. is that we want to partner with our parents and be a partner in education with with their students. Absolutely. So, well, thank you very much for yes. doing this interview with me. I appreciate the work that you do for, for Jackson Public me. Schools, and we appreciate that you are a Viking all around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the show. Today's show is brought to you by Home Study of Greater Jackson. They specialized in all the home maintenance needs that you can't get to or don't know how to do if you're getting your house ready to sell or you're having company come over and you don't know how to change a door or even a <laughs> light bulb, they will take care of you. Call Home Steady today. Swinging at the Shell is the summer concert series at the Victory Park Band Shell in Albion. Live free music thanks to sponsorship by Caster Concepts, Parks Drugstore, Team One Plastics, and the Albion Community Foundation. The next show, July 24th, Moonshot, a classic and modern rock band. That will be 6 p.m. on July 24th. Full moon last night, did you know? I did not stay up late enough to see it, unfortunately. Moonshot at Swinging at the Shell. It's now time to welcome from Tam Rocks Automotive owner Michael Putnam and General Manager Jenna Taylor. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to see you guys. So uh, tell us a little bit about Tam Rocks Automotive. First, I need to know about the name. <laughs> Everybody wants to know about the name. Uh, ten, uh, ten years ago, we moved our business from Albion. We've been in business for 25 years. And we had to change the name because it didn't really fit what we were doing. And my wife suggested I name it My Wife Rocks Automotive. Because then everybody will know you love your wife. And uh, I couldn't go for that. <laughs> that was a little bit too far. And she got close, though. <laughs> she did. 
So if we were camping with a friend, a couple of friends of ours, and uh, they suggested, well, maybe you should call it Tammy Rocks or Tam Rocks. And uh, I started Googling the name and put it together, and now it's Tam Rocks Automotive. Love it. So everybody knows I love my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a chain. Well, yeah, I, I, I told your wife when I met her a few months ago the, that when you see that logo, it's, it's so professional. It's, so, it's, it's just so nice. You, I thought it was a, a chain for a few years until I met you guys. And you. Uh, it's, it's the complete opposite of a uh, chain. It's one of the nicest uh, places I've ever been into. Thank you. And uh, Greeted, talk a little bit about your guys' philosophy. Jenna, I'll ask you, um, everyone that I've talked to that's been in, they just, they tell me how, uh, how kind you guys are and you explain everything. Talk about that philosophy. Yeah, so our main mission there is to provide extraordinary customer service. So um, when you walk in, that's what we want to do from inspecting your vehicle to I'm just communicating with you and informing you about your vehicle. That's what we want to do. We want to empower you to make the best decision and um, help you service your vehicle the correct way and just know that you're being taken care of and that we actually do care about you. It's this time of year people are uh, going on long car trips. Are there some things that people should do before they hit the road? Well, doing our complete health and safety inspection is very important. I mean, we go through um, from just checking your tires to your oil to your brakes to your steering suspension just so you know that your vehicle is safe. You're not going to have any tire blowouts or anything break down while you're driving. I mean, you want your vacation to be smooth and not all the headaches that vehicle maintenance covers. So. How has uh, vehicle maintenance changed? I mean, you've been doing this forever. Uh, obviously, the new technology in the cars creates a, a whole different animal, but um, what's, what's the biggest difference you've seen over the last 25 years? Well, vehicle maintenance isn't as, the intervals aren't probably as much as they used to be in the past. Um, they're longer, spread apart farther, but they're a little bit more involved. A lot of, like a tune-up's 100,000 miles typically on a car. But it's not a $39.95 tune-up anymore. Mm -hmm. It's a five or $600 tune-up. Sure. Um, so cars are designed to last a whole lot longer, and I believe they really do. Um, I think something that we try to do differently is we want to, like, like Jenna was saying, we do a full safety health, and we call it our health and safety inspection. And our whole desire is that you know the overall condition of your car mm -hmm. so you can make an informed decision. Sometimes... Repairing your car is not really the thing to do. It's you know it's time to replace it. It's just yeah. you know too far worn out or whatever. So you know you're only going to know that if we uh, fully inspect your yeah. vehicle. You know exactly what. Yeah, yeah but you're in the, you're in the business for customers, uh, and it's it's so clear. You have a lot of uh, women that kind of are in charge of the we place, do. right? <laughs> we do. Jenna's our general manager, and uh, we have Kelly uh, as our, one of our service advisors. My wife works there too. She's our marketing and HR. Um, yeah, we are a very female-friendly company for sure. That's great. Well, I think that perhaps is helpful when customers, you have a lot of customers that are women. Yeah, absolutely. And, don't, and some, you know, I don't want to judge, but some, like me, don't know anything about cars, right? So you're nervous going into a, a shop, right? But you guys put everyone at ease first thing. They do. And believe it or not, we have more female customers than we do male. Yeah. It's just the trend that's been kind of set over the last several years. That's great. That's great. Uh, I, have a, I have a question for you. Do I have to put, what happens when you don't put premium in a gas tank that requires premium? 
Well, one of, several things. I mean, premium fuel has a higher level of octane, so typically cars that use a high premium or high octane fuel require that for performance reasons. But also, they have more additives and things to to reduce mineral okay. deposits. I mean, your new cars are direct injected. They're very crucial to put in the proper fuel in them for sure. Yeah, so you'll damage your vehicle for sure. It'll it'll cause un costly repairs that are unnecessary. Let's yeah. just put it there. Yeah, no one wants that, right? Yeah. Well, so um, if you're renting a car, it doesn't matter. Oh, no, it does. <laughs> the next guy's well, well, just I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. But no, I've never done that. I ex I'll tell you what I did once. Uh, my friend's father was a is a car collector. And uh, we were trying to get his Mercedes out and about, and we put regular in a diesel. And uh, oh, that'll cause a lot of problems. <laughs> that caused a lot of problems. <laughs> Very expensive. And, uh, it's, we've actually seen that a couple of times. We've seen it both ways. We've seen somebody put diesel in a, in a gas car. I don't quite know how they did it because the nozzles are a little bit different. But <laughs> and we've seen them go both the times. I've seen that. Luckily, we caught it before it caused any type of engine nice. damage. But it's a very intensive to get all that out of the system and not cause damage. Yeah, there's, there's, it's more to it than you think. The other thing with modern cars, if you've not had this happen to you in a long time, flat tire or a dead battery, you can't, you can't do it yourself. No, no, cars are becoming very complicated. Even a simple brake job isn't simple anymore. Mm -hmm. It's very involved. In batteries, they have to reset the battery charging system. When you replace the battery, there's just lots of components <laughs> making it really hard to, even for trained technicians to work on cars yeah, some days. funny. Last week, turn the key. There's no key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. It's difficult. So, what would you tell people about uh, what their experience is going to be like when uh, when they walk in and, and greet you, Jenna? Yeah. So when they walk in, um, we're definitely going to try and greet them by name if we can. Um, we like to make that personal connection with them. Um, but we always have all the vehicles dropped off in the morning. Um, that way we can go through and inspect them properly, have them estimated. We try to get vehicles in and out as fast as we can. Um, sometimes it's a little harder now with parts um, and getting them back in, but every vehicle that comes in, um, we're gonna do that full inspection on it, no matter if we're just diagnosing a concern, but we're always gonna address their concern first. And then we will send them, um, we have a digital vehicle inspection that we do. So when a vehicle comes in, it's going to be sent into our system and we will be able to text you that inspection with pictures, with videos, explaining what's going on. Um, that's really cool because some people don't understand yeah. some sides of things and they can see exactly what, what's going on with their vehicle. Um, and then we also have a texting software that we can send the estimates to and they can digitally approve or decline. Um, which is cool, and then they six months down the road they can go back op and open it up again and see what awesome. they deferred to. So um, we're just going to empower them to make the decision and help them. So that's awesome. what we're there for. Great. Well, thank you guys uh, for being with us so much, and we uh, appreciate your support of JTV. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you guys very much, Michael Putnam and Jenna Taylor from Tam Rocks Automotive. More of the morning show after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show. Uh, baseball game Sunday, Kansas City Royals and the San Francisco Giants. The game could not end soon enough for one, one kid. No, no. And the hot dog 
derby, uh, the kid with the yellow pants, his pants fell down. Oh, dear. And so did he. Oh, no. Uh, oh, dear Lord. He had shorts <laughs> on, though. Yeah. The, the, they give him this costume, includes the pants. But, oh. Look at Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, Kyle was uh, talking about the mascots playing <laughs> basketball with those things on, and Kyle, as you know, was Paws, the tiger mascot. Oh, we're not supposed to say that. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, either way, he knows. <laughs> so I was, too. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be hot for those mascots. I would never. Have you ever put a mascot head on I, your? I put one of the, the things on, and I, I just don't know how people do They're that. They're disgusting. Yeah. I mean, they, they get so hot and sweaty yeah. instantly, even in the winter. It is. It's, like, it's, uh, it's a commitment, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, the British Open's going on this week, and uh, our uh, director of first impressions, Trish Lafere, her son is there. No. Yes. Yeah. He's not ben, playing. Ben Lafere. No, he's in Scotland at the 150th. British Open, I don't know if life can get any better for him. So enjoy. And I guess what? It's like San Diego weather, they said, in Scotland. Hmm. So uh, just a love. I'm jealous. Very jealous. Well, the um, Scottish Open, all the players, they just stay there right through for the yeah. British Open. Is it the same field? Uh, no, it's not the same field. Mm. It's a little bit of a different field. It's a better field. So mm. it, it should be a great time. Uh, Greg Norman will not be included in the field <laughs> as uh, they don't like him, so he's been booted. I heard they wouldn't even let him uh, in into the uh, no, facility. No, and the RNA did not want uh, the focus on the 150th anniversary to be on uh, Greg and his money. Who's on uh, tomorrow's show? Uh, tomorrow's show, we have Tim Rogers from uh, the Enterprise Group and Corbin Swift from Dolan Burgers later today on... Uh, your show, Craig Connor, Tony Baker, and Bob Rozak from County National Bank, Chelsea Isley from Vista Grand Villa, Angela Klobuchar from the July 14th Learning Fair, and Steve Jordan from Vandercook Lake Lions Club Car Show. That's all for today. We'll see you at 1 o'clock live for BART Show.